eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the PowerCat Podcast, GoPowerCat.com's Kansas State Athletic Show. Now, here's your host, Go Power Cat publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to the first post-game PowerCat podcast, versus the PowerCat post-game podcast of the 2023 season. A little change in how we're doing our post-game stuff. Cole Carmody will es- and I will essentially have a reaction podcast after each game. And then on Mondays... We're going to go back in depth with our new podcast, The Insiders. It's a revised version of a former podcast. This one will be done live on YouTube. And our good friend, Brian Hanley, our football analyst, one of our football analysts at Go Powercat, will be on that cast. Is it a cast, Cole? Yeah, Yeah, it's it's a cast. Along with our friends, Tim Everson of the Manhattan Mercury and Glenn Kenley of many TV stations in Topeka, Just not the one I work for. It's a little weird. There's like three of them. Yeah, it's incredible. But no, we're going to do that every Monday. That will be live, 1.30 Central, on our YouTube channel. Um, So uh, we're getting more and more into the video version of podcasts. But this is only us talking because after a long day, (laughs) we're too hideous to be put on camera. Cole, K-State wins 45 to nothing. I... Said in my walk and talk, they kind of checked every box they needed to check in this game. This was as perfectly played out for Kansas State as Chris Kleiman could have ever wanted. It was just pure, pure marching to the beat of their own drum. Anything they wanted to do, they did. I mean, it really felt like at times that everything was on the table, and that was evidenced by the pass from Treshawn Ward. Um, I think as our own Michael Goins put it, put it so elegantly, he might be in the running for quarterback number two now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was it was fun to watch. Uh, 
I don't remember a K-State season opener that was as dominant as that game. And I'm sure there's been scores that might maybe have been a little bit more lopsided. 45 to nothing is obviously very lopsided. But, I mean, that was utter dominance against a team that is supposed to be a really good team. This was a team to pick to finish first in their conference. Right. So and this is no slouch of an FCS team. I mean, they're supposed to be pretty good. They're going to be a playoff team at, unless things go horribly wrong at the FCS level. And some people think that might be like a semifinal level team. Uh, if that's true, K-State's really good because they absolutely manhandled that team from the get-go. They had negative rushing yards almost the entire game until they got over the hump at the end with six positive yards total out of, what, 26 carries or something. It was unbelievable. They just throttled that SEMO offense um, and didn't give them much opportunity in any part of the game. They had a Will Howard interception he threw when he was hit uh, as he released the ball. I I guess the one thing, and I don't want to put – Carver Willis on yeah. blast here, but maybe that's the one thing that didn't go quite as well as they hoped. He he had some struggles in his first start at right tackle with Christian Duffy out. I, we still don't know how long Duff's out. It's not season ending. Um, but I think next week against Troy, we're going to see Cooper Beebe at right tackle the entire game unless they get away from Troy and put in subs. They can't. That, that he he got his quarterback hit right at the knees. Just a free shot. You can't do that, man. No, and and you know it it sucks because for Carver Willis, I actually thought he 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 performed fairly well in the run game. But as an offensive tackle, you need to be able to pass block. And to me, he broke the cardinal rule of an offensive lineman, especially an offensive tackle. Never let the immediate threat go by in order to get the secondary threat. In this case, the immediate threat, they ran a twist on that particular play on the interception. The defensive end came in, slanted inside to the inside gap, and um, the defensive tackle, or it might have been a linebacker, I think, went around the end. He went for the end, and you had Taylor Podier, who was double-teaming the nose guard, and Defensive end had a clear shot right at Will Howard, which caused him to have a not very good throw. It was like a triple coverage, I think, trying yeah. to force it to Ben Sennett. Um, Fitz, I, I turned to you. We were sitting up in the press box, and I go, I have a feeling we're going to see Cooper Beebe at right tackle. And he did. And he came out the next series. Uh, but they did put Carver back in later in the game and yeah. he did better. I mean, mm-hmm. he he just hasn't played much. He, and that's that's exactly it, right? Like I asked Chris Kleiman after the game, maybe not necessarily trying to get him to talk about a certain player, but development, you know, it's it's you can evaluate and practice all you want, but he said it after the game. Those game reps are so important for evaluation and if they didn't know what they had in some of these guys uh, before tonight, I think they have an idea, both good and bad, of who is going to start to fit in the rotation. And if there's one major takeaway for me after the game, it's that they're going to figure out who is going to fit in that rotation and who is going to play consistently. Because how many guys do they play tonight? Would they say upwards of 70? Is that right? It's incredible. I mean, they have an idea now who is going to be contributors and who's not. It, it was they they got everything done they wanted to get done. There's no doubt about it. They saw a bunch of players. They played double digits. True freshman. Folks, this true freshman class is maybe the most impactful recruiting class in K-State football history. In, in immediate impact. They, they didn't just play because they were up. They played because 
they're all contending for playing time. It was impressive uh, what we saw from some of these true freshmen, uh, but I, I guess we'll just jump into it now. Avery Johnson is clearly the number two quarterback. Jake Rubley didn't see the field. That was the one thing that surprised me in this game. Avery Johnson got every snap that wasn't Will Howard's and looked pretty damn good. In an alternate universe where Will, where Will Howard doesn't exist and it's Jake Rubley and Avery Johnson, Avery Johnson's the starting quarterback. And there's no questions asked. And I would even say if there's an alternate universe where there's no Will Howard and maybe Adrian Martinez is a year younger – and he's brought in Avery Johnson's probably the starting quarterback. There was probably one quarterback in this entire conference, maybe two if you want to throw in Quinn Ewers. I, I really, truly believe that Avery Johnson could start at almost any other school in this conference. Yep. And I don't even think that's hyperbole. The way the game came easy to him, it was remarkable fits. Like the way he's able to escape the pocket – and and make things and sidestep a defender and it was just like eh, that's no big deal. Yeah, it's it just so cool, calm for. I mean, let's the stats: three or four passing, fifty-five yards, um, a long of twenty-four, which was to a fellow freshman, right? And Trace Spivey. Yep, and thank you. And his rushing was where are you there? Oh God, he had the third most carries on the team. He's way up there. Mm -hmm. Five carries for a total net of 32, a long of 15, and a touchdown. And he could have had another touchdown, but he stepped out of bounds. Um, I've, I've been saying this. The quarterback room is the best it's ever been at Kansas State. And I, I think it's clear now. I think it's absolutely clear that um, they're set up for success. Now the question becomes, do they try to redshirt him or do they just play him? I'm hearing conflicting information on this, that they still really want to redshirt him and that Jake Rubley will slide into the role of uh, helmet pops off guy. Um, and Avery Johnson will slide into the Will Howard rule of last year, where if the number one guy goes down with a serious injury, you're coming in. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. With the kid I saw, you can't keep off the field. You can't. You cannot keep him off the field. And he is a game changer. And I'll just say this. We've seen these formations that some of these teams have ran out. And I'll use Kansas as an example where they have Jason Bean come in and Jalen Daniels in the game at the same time. If Jason Bean, if they feel like he's that much of a difference maker to where he can come in and have a role like that, imagine the kind of role that Colin Klein would come up with for Avery Johnson. I mean, this is a freak of an athlete. Not only is a freak of an athlete, but he's a freak of a quarterback as well. If they're willing to run halfback passes with Treshawn Ward, I just have images of the diamond formation with both Will and Avery in the game at the same time and using Avery as a running back, using Avery as a as a quarterback and Will as a as a decoy. There's so many things that you could do. And I know people don't like playing two quarterbacks, and I agree that playing two quarterbacks doesn't necessarily work. But when you have an athlete like Avery Johnson who is at your disposal, he's not a quarterback. He's an athlete who can throw the ball, and that's how you need to use him. Okay, so one of the things that jumped out at me is they called a trick play in this game. Um, they didn't need to. Colin Klein is a an understudy of Bill Snyder. Now, he played Snyder 2.0. Snyder 1.0 in the earlier years would put stuff on film 
to make everyone prepare for it. He would intentionally put stuff on film knowing damn well he wasn't going to use it again, but he was eating up their practice time with it. You put Avery Johnson in this game. He's obviously a very effective runner. He might be the wildcat. And in game one, they established if Will Howard splits out, he can be a receiver. He's not just a D. He's just not in a body out there. Will Howard is 6'5", 240 pounds. He's built like a tight end. Mm-hmm. He said after the game he plans on sticking with quarterback. <laughs> but uh, he can catch the ball. So I almost felt like it all tied together at the end of the day. We're going to put this on film. This play works in practice. We got it done. Will Howard can catch and run. It's there on film. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Will Howard was very good. He's got a whole nother gear. Uh, I mean, right out of the bat, the first play of the game or first pass of the game, uh, you know, it kind of breaks down. The ball gets tipped. It's still completed, but it gets blown up for a loss. But he was six of six on that first drive. And there he is. I mean, we haven't even heard much from him um, through the course of camp. I'm just dumbfounded that Jaden Jackson had the first (laughs) touchdown of the season. Nobody had that. No. no, nobody had that on their bingo card. No, that. Uh, I mean, he had ended up with uh, two catches, both on the first drive. Yeah, and then he just disappeared. It yeah. was really funny, but he got his touchdown. Keegan Johnson did not play. Now, um, I know there's rumors out there he transferred in for uh, from Iowa, Iowa and Iowa State. They've got a lot of gambling stuff going on through their attorney general's office up there with players caught. There's no indication, folks, that this is related to that. Um, Chris Kleiman said he had said earlier in the week that he was dinged up and apparently he aggravated it again in practice. He was at the Tuesday press conference. And I'm telling you, if he was suspended, he would not have been at that Tuesday press conference. There's just no way. So I I think that can be shot down. And I think there was a sense though that for the most part, they were just going to save him for next week. And, you know, it's kind of funny. We knew the guys that were dinged up. Uso, uh, Daniel Green, who am I forgetting? Um, oh, Seth Porter. Seth Porter, yeah. Uh, and they all played. Yeah. And it was a guy that we thought would play that didn't play. But um, they didn't need him. They were impressive. There was, God, what, what we got about 11 receivers here. Yeah. That, and well, of course, Will Howard's one of the 11 on the receiving <laughs> stats. But um, just absolutely amazing. But one more shout-out here as we talk about the offense, T.J. Giddens. 15 carries, 128 yards. He averaged 8.5 yards a carry, had a 43 long. The kid just pounds away. He just – look, Treshawn Ward's obviously really good. He's fun. He had he had a touchdown. He really had two. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he was ruled down. It's a horrible call. That line judge was always marked. We marked everything short the yeah. entire game. It was yeah. really weird. Um, I think next week we'll see more Treshawn Ward. I think they kind of kept him bottled up a little bit. Um, they didn't need to show everything they can do with him. And they just let DJ pound away. Um, but they're a good combo. I, I, I Look, nobody's replacing Deuce Vaughn, but the production. They had 228 yards rushing tonight. So let me ask you this. They're fine. 26 carries for 228 yards rushing. Deuce Vaughn can definitely do that. But I don't know how many times he ran for 26 carries and 228 yards in his K-State career. I mean, Avery had 32 of it. And, you know, there's 
Actually, sure. there's 44 that, of it yeah. belongs to other people, but it's still, yes. Yeah. I mean, he don't want the production the, is there. Yeah. Right. The production's there. Um, I'm just still laughing at Treshawn Ward. One of one, eight yards, a TD pass. I think the thing with Treshawn Ward, and shout out to my dad for this comment because, you know, we all have that person that we text during the games. And um, for me, it's my dad. It's kind of something we've done ever since I've been a kid. You know, we like to watch football together. And he texts me and he's like, I hope you know that next week, DJ Giddens is going to be the one that carries the ball 10 times and Treshawn Ward's going to be the one that goes for 15 and 130 yards. I'm like, you know what? That's, that's probably accurate because, again, you mentioned it, but like if you're Troy, you're looking at this going, okay, DJ Giddens is the one that got, as Chris, Chris Kleiman likes to say, the lion's share of the carries. Uh, that's probably who you're going to prepare for. So then when Treshawn Ward comes out there and he's running – sideline to sideline as opposed to in between the tackles it completely changes the game plan um but it is amazing to me i would not have thought that dj giddens ran for 130 yards he just puts his head down and goes to work and this kid he doesn't say anything he doesn't do much but he finds a way to get the job done and he is going to have an outstanding career at k-state and it's only just beginning yeah it was impressive the the whole performance was impressive but let's flip it over to the defense now um i i don't even i don't even know how to sum it up i i don't everybody everybody played i don't think there was a single time besides the first series of the game where the starters were all in together I truly don't believe there was a single time throughout the entire game where the starters were all in at the same time besides the first series. You have to go back and double check. But Fitz, they didn't even announce the starters before the game on the big board. You know how they usually say they usually uh, announce the starting uh, lineup? They didn't even do that. That just to me that told that told me all I needed to know. Hey, we don't really have starters because everybody's gonna play. Incredible. I don't see the defensive stats on here. Why am I not seeing the defense? It's on the back. It's on the backpack? Of the offensive sheet. You flip it over, and then no. it's the second box. I don't mind. Well, Austin Moore led oh, the team with six yeah. tackles. Six tackles is the leading tackler. That just tells you that everybody played. Two, four, six, eight, ten. Two, four, six, eight, twenty. Two, four. Played twenty. Seven guys, 29 guys on defense, mm-hmm. 29 guys. There are four sacks, Austin Moore with one, Nate Matlack with one, Khalid Duke with one, and uh, I thought Uso had Did they not give Uso a sack? That's ridiculous. Well, hold on. Where's the – oh, Damian Lalio has a half. Uso had a sack. He definitely he? did. That has to be a I don't mistake. see the other half anywhere. Oh, there it is. Right. Oh, they gave Uso a half. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well – that's pretty damn good. Did you see on Uso's sack, his pants were like basically falling down. He had the plumber's crack. Yep, his, yep, yep. His jersey. Uh, that is peak big man performance. Oh, it was awesome. That was awesome. As as a fellow fatty, well done, sir. He was a game changer when he was in the game. Oh, he's good. I, I mean, it was noticeable. And to me, it was probably one of those things he hadn't practiced a bunch. I don't know if it was as much of, hey, you haven't practiced, so we're going to you know, try and take it easy as far as injury goes. I think it was more conditioning-based. Let's throw you out there. Let's get you some game reps. We're going to work you back. He is the starter. Right. He is going to play. He'll probably play 70% of the stats on defense. Shall we say a lion's share? He looks like a lion with that oh hair. Oh, gosh. 
Um, but I, I think it's kind of right now, which at that nose card spot, it's it's him and Alalio. Like Javon Banks didn't play that much. Um, it feels like it is Damian Alalio and and Uso at that spot. Mm-hmm. And I thought Damian did a good job. I, he he did. He wasn't he wasn't bad. Um, and he he didn't do anything you know super special. But I mean, when Uso was in, he was a difference maker. I would just like to point out that we're here in the studio, the Cats and Dogs studio. Mm. I don't know if I like that or not, but I, I'm going to keep using it. Um, and we've got uh, Big Twelve After Dark going on. This is fantastic. This is going to be my favorite part about the, yes. the Big Sixteen. I hope they change the name. I love the name Big 16. It just sounds better. But uh, we've got Wyoming and Tech in a the horrible struggle here as Tech's trying to save itself in overtime. Did they miss an extra point? What happened? I, did they have to go for two in the second oh, overtime? That's probably right. Um, and we've got BYU groping around with Sam Houston. Well, that sounded dirty. Uh, not being... Very efficient. Brigham Young and Sam Houston, two historical figures going at it. Yeah, they're not playing good football from what we saw in the first half. Let's take a little break here on the Powercat postgame podcast. We appreciate you listening. And another reminder, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Go Powercat, over on YouTube. Folks, I can't even tell you how much content we're putting up there. Um, we have really pivoted into the YouTube. We're doing a lot of VIP stuff over on the site for our subscribers. Um, but you know, we're doing multiple podcasts, multiple original programs now. Um, so many of, you know, daily deliveries and walk and talks and interviews. You can find it all at the go power cat YouTube channel. And again, Monday, 1.30 p.m., live every Monday through football season, The Insiders, featuring myself and three former K-Staters uh, on the main cast. We've got substitutes all lined up, um, and I'm really excited about it. And we took a little vote. I didn't want to tell them that we were going to do it live. I asked them, is it all right? What, do you want to just do this live? And everyone said, yeah, let's do it. It'll be live every Mondays, but of course, you can always replay it at your own leisure. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing about mm. YouTube. Well said, Fitz. We'll be right back with more of the Post Game Podcast. GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat Podcast continues after this short break. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Power Cat Podcast. Welcome back to the Powercat Postgame Podcast. Tim Fitzgerald and Cole Carmody here in the studio in my basement. And Ryan Gilbert is just sitting on the couch working with no friends near him. And we have one dog. I don't I don't I don't know where dude dude's left. It's past his bedtime. Yeah. Uh, I will resume the daily deliveries um. Oh, I got to do one for Sunday. Crap. I can't go to bed yet. Mm. I, do I want Maybe I'll take Sunday off. I think that's a good idea. I'm going to take Sunday off. And then we'll have the big debut of the change on the set on Monday. On the seventh day, he rested. Uh, 
Yes, that's how I view myself. Um, without saying what it is, what do you think of the change? I, I like it a lot. I think it's a lot better, if I'm being completely honest. Well, the, the, look, the lava lamps were cool, but they were hard to see. Yeah, they were, this, not hard to, this one's not hard to see, and it matches it. It fits the aesthetic a little bit better. Yeah, I kind of like what we did. It's yeah. going to be a big surprise. Look for that on Monday's Daily Delivery. Uh, Cole gave me Sunday off. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing one. We're going to have all kinds of player interviews and all that stuff up on the YouTube channel. Why do I need to show my face? We're on a pretty good roll, though. I hate to break the streak. Well, the good part is there's football on tomorrow, so you could do a daily delivery on Monday about the weekend of football. Yeah, we've got college games on Sunday, mm-hmm. don't we? This is going to be amazing. Cole, what didn't go well in this game? K-State wins 45 nothing over SEMO. What, didn't, what would you like to have seen from this team? That you didn't. Uh, I would have liked to have seen. I would have liked to have had a better idea of who is not going to play. So, like, that's, I guess you could say, a good thing. Yeah. But I didn't see anybody that separated themselves and said, this person is clearly better than this person on the defensive side. I think on the offensive side, especially at the offensive line, we kind of got a better idea of this is who is going to play, this is who probably should play. On the defensive side, I'm still kind of – I don't know. Like, but beyond Kobe Savage, beyond VJ Payne in the secondary, I feel confident in Will Lee and Jacob Parrish, who is going to be that third cornerback. I know. Who is going to be that third safety. So we, we've heard about Marquis Siegel, but Coach Kleiman said he was suspended after the game. Again, he said he was suspended but didn't say that about Keegan Johnson. Correct. And Marquis Siegel was suited up. So that is one thing. He went through stretches. He went through individuals. And then when they went to seven on seven, when I was down on the field, I noticed that he was just sitting there holding his helmet. So he never went in. Makes sense. But again, I'm kind of on the defense like, all right, so it's good that you have all these guys that can play and fill in. But where's the cutoff? And maybe that's just because SEMO is just not a quality opponent for K-State at this time. So maybe we'll know more with Troy and who they roll out there. But... You know, I, 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 for example, like, is Jack Fabris going to play? Like, is that actually going to be a kid that I plays? Think he's going to play. And if he does, then great. Then he's separated himself. But, you know, I look at him and then I look at Wesley Fair and they both were on the field for pretty much the same amount of snaps. And so one played in the first half, one played in the second half. Does that mean, you know? Wyoming just beat Texas Tech. Wow. Look at that. That's definitely not good for <laughs> figuring out the levels of this conference. But hey, yeah. uh, remember, folks, when I said Texas Tech uh, would be in the Big 12 championship, they can still get there, but this is not good. Not good at all. Uh, wow. That's I'm telling you, that's Vanderbilt, K-State levels of bad in that, in, as exactly. far as the result goes. Yep. Um, okay, let's. we talked about the running backs, Deuce Vaughn. They, they made up the production, just like you know Chris Kleiman's been saying. But let's talk about these corners. They put two corners in the NFL. Julius Brents, of course, was a second-round pick mm-hmm. out of the Colts. And, and Echo Boydo made the Chiefs practice squad. Uh, and I'm confident he'll eventually he'll play. He just needs to mature a little bit into the role. I thought the corners were good. I thought they were good. I think Will Lee's going to be really good. He he is a baby Julius Brintz. He really is. He's thicker now than Julius Brintz was yep. last year. He's not as tall, as lengthy, but he's thicker. And I asked him after the game, I said, I, I think my exact words were, Will, you are a hitter. Is that something you take pride in? And he said, I'd like to play on the defensive line if I could. 
Did he say that? He was like, I like to play on the defensive line and go down and, and, and hit people and make and make them make them feel me. So nice. It doesn't surprise me that he has that mantra, which is something that Julius Prince didn't have his first year on campus. No. So if you have that mentality, Julius Prince was not a physical football player until no. his senior year. And, and the fact that Willie has that now is only going to make him better because he will learn how to cover in this conference. So yeah, I thought he was really good. I thought Jacob Parrish was outstanding. There were times where he he should have had at least one interceptions in that yep. one interception in that game. So, um, yeah, I think you're going to be fine with those two guys at corner. They didn't get tested as far as speed really goes. I don't know if they'll get tested against Troy. They will get tested against Missouri. I mean, say all we want to say about Missouri, but in week three, you're going up against Luther Burden. You're going up against Makai Miller. You're going up against Theo Weiss, who was at Oklahoma. Now he's at Mizzou. Those are three receivers mm-hmm. who will test you. So they will be tested in week three. That to me is going to be the tell all who plays in the secondary in week three. Maybe not so much in week two, but who plays in week three. I think I'll more know more about those cornerbacks then. So we've talked about the sixth round pick, Deuce Vaughn. We talked about the second round pick, Julius Prince. But the first-round pick, Felix Andy D.K. Uzama, also with the Chiefs, um, we've been telling people they're going to be okay. And Cleet Duke had a good game. They're basically rotating their four guys, including Stuffel Bean, uh, a defensive end. They're always fresh. And Nate Matlack told us after the game, I, I love it. We're always fresh. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's just amazing to me. Brendan Mott just picked up where he left off. They're good at defensive end. They're really good at defensive end and lost a guy to a first-round pick in the NFL. Uh, I just almost feel like something is cooking here. When you have this talent in your freshman class, you have that kind of talent on the field, you're plugging in players, you're losing guys in the NFL and not, not even skipping a beat one bit. Uh, if they back this up with another recruiting class or two, man, I, I'm, I don't want to get out over my skis with a prediction. But what we saw today was a really good football team and a team that seems to have learned from last year when they messed around and weren't as focused as they needed to be against Tulane and got beat. Colin Klein set aside that old philosophy that Bill Snyder taught him to be conservative in games. You don't show what you don't need to show and said, the hell with that. We're going to hang points up on teams. We're going to go win games. We're going to give them a lot to prepare for. And he's done it. He did it in this game. Uh, I mean, Troy's got a lot to prepare for and you know what? They're going to prepare for a lot of stuff. They're not going to see. The thing is, I don't care how good Troy is, and we're going to have all of next week to talk about that game. This is a Kansas State team right now that has the mentality. That, and, and before I say this, I don't want to make it seem like the team last year didn't have that mentality. But this group, I feel like they have the mentality where they just roll out there, give you the double middle finger, and say, I am better than you, and I'm going to prove it. And I feel like tonight we kind of got that vibe, right? There was a little bit the first quarter where it was like, eh, they're not really doing it. But then it was like, you know what? I'm better than you, and I'm going to show you that I'm better than you. And it, it, this team is – as long as they can get off to a decent start on Saturday next week, 
they're going to roll, um, and, and it's going to roll right into Missouri the following week. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm super, super high on this group. And you said team. Fitz, I'm going to say program. This was a program win, and to me, that's why this is so encouraging. I haven't been this encouraged after a first game in a long time because everybody contributed. You want to talk about the defense. Any guesses who the fourth leading tackler was without looking at your stats? No idea. Asa Newsom, the true freshman. Incredible. Came in in the first quarter, and he had finished with four tackles. But again, that just shows you four tackles is the fourth leading tackler. So everybody contributed on defense, and that's going to be a kid who you need to keep an eye on because he is going to be a star. Yeah. Uh, it's just This class is just loaded. It's unbelievable what they put out there. Um and I'll just bring this up. It's kind of awkward because he didn't come to K-State, but they had Dylan Edwards at one point. And I, I think Dylan's at the right place with the right coach for him. Uh, so, I mean, I'm, I didn't understand the Notre Dame thing. I get the Colorado mm-hmm. thing with the Coach Prime. Mm-hmm. The kid scores four touchdowns, right? Four? Yeah. I mean, what? As a true for I – the the evaluation skills of this coaching staff are off the charts. I mean, nobody wanted Jack Fabers, and he's going to play as a freshman as as a safety. He's just like slid right in there. Uh, they they really do a good job with that. I'm I'm really excited about this season. The test gets significantly bigger next week. Troy uh, won their opener, forty eight thirty over Stephen F. Austin. Yeah, I wonder what these Texas schools with people's names. <laughs> it's just kind of odd. It's like, you know. Bob Alamo. Yeah, Bob Alamo needs his own. I don't know. He doesn't have his own school. He should. If you understand that reference, by the way. that You're you're a loyal listener to the podcast. (laughs) The Bob Alamo. Uh, Yeah, they they did win 48 to 30. So maybe they had some defensive issues, but they put up some points. Troy's a good team. I'm just going to say it. Troy might be better than Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Missouri looked okay in their opener. They look like they've got a little bit more offense. Apparently, uh, Eli Drinkwitz is trying to set up his quarterback with his underage daughter. How weird is that? Uh, but anyhow, um, it was a great night at the stadium. I didn't really get a good judgment on the uh, stripe out. It was... Uh, uh, <sighs> uh, here's my suggestion. It was okay. Here's my suggestion to K-State. I like the thought. It was a thought that counts. Next year, when they have the day game like they will next weekend with Troy, make that a whiteout. Mm -hmm. Let everyone wear white. I think the big winners today were Kansas State football and the people that got to wear white T-shirts if they were in the sun side of the stadium. If you were on the west side, you were in the shade. If you were on the east side, you got scorched well into the second half if you're in the upper deck. Yeah. Shout out to the students for showing up, though, by oh the way. God. The, the crowd was fantastic. It was. The, the most interesting thing is Treshawn Ward came in from Florida State, and he comp, he was like, I didn't expect that. I I didn't know what to mm-hmm. But he was impressed by the crowd. That for 50,000 fans, the volume output from that crowd is always significant. It's amazing. And it's, it's only going to get better as the games get better. Well, it was a fun product. It was a fun game. Um, yes, Simos FCS, they're ranked 11th in the preseason poll. Uh, but K-State went out, took care of business, and absolutely did what the Wildcats needed to do in game one. And as far as I can tell, stayed 100% healthy. That's that's the key. You know what they say, the best kind of availability fits? You know what it is? What? Availability. Yes. <laughs> 
I feel like I'm doing a podcast with Yogi Bear. <laughs> The best kind of availability. Okay, uh, that's it for this. Make sure you listen to the insiders. Did you have any final thoughts? I just started in the insiders, not to be confused with the classic 1980s movie. No, no, but I, I could be. It could we maybe will reenact that movie <laughs> via Streamyard. That is the 80s, right? I don't know. I'm so old. I don't even know. I was young in the 80s. I still don't know. That's it for the podcast. Hope you enjoyed this. And uh, this is the way we're going to be doing it. Cole and I on Saturday nights and Saturday afternoons and maybe occasionally Sunday morning if we get particularly lazy. Um, I don't know what we're going to do when I'm in Vegas and you're in Austin, but we'll figure that out um, later in the football season. We appreciate everyone listening. Make sure you're subscribing to GoPowerCat.com, 50% off uh, through, I think, Tuesday evening. Make sure you take advantage of that. Let's get... Get you on board so you can get all the inside scoop at GoPowerCat. Make sure you subscribe to that channel. Make sure you're subscribing to this podcast. Go to your favorite podcast platform, whether it's Apple or Spotify or I strangely use Amazon because I've got this chick that lives in the house with me. Not my wife, but that Alexa. Mm. Alexa. Yeah, she, 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 heard, she heard me, uh, but she's going to talk in a second, so we're going to stop now. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the PowerCat Podcast. Make sure you're subscribing to our show at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.